From Mendocino County Public Broadcasting, this is the KZYX News for Thursday, June 23rd. I'm Sarah Reith. The Board of Supervisors approved the final $355.8 million budget on Tuesday, though some key information is still unavailable. So we're passing the budget without really knowing what those numbers are about how many are funded but not filled. Supervisor John Haschak took up the union's question before the final approval. The county appears to be budgeting for 400 unfilled positions. According to SEIU Field Representative Patrick Hickey, 172 of those would be paid by the general fund. He said 92 of them have been vacant for over a year and a half, and 231 are paid for by state and federal funds. He urged the board to freeze some of the general fund positions which he calculated would free up millions of dollars and work vigorously to fill the state and federally funded positions. Failure to fill these positions have deprived Mendocino County of vital services that seriously impact our residents. It has also kept tens of millions of state and federal dollars from flowing into our community. This is free money. Let's pay market rate wages so that we can attract the talent that we need to serve our community. The board agreed to direct staff to bring back an agenda item offering increased market rate wages for state-funded positions. Supervisor Ted Williams also echoed a frequent union refrain. And by market rate, we mean enough that people can apply, find housing in our community, etc. We don't want vacant positions that are state-funded. One thing about the budget became clear after Maria Avalos of UVA, an inland-based Latino advocacy group, asked for more community involvement in the county's decision-making process of awarding the $16.8 million in American Rescue Plan Act funds, which were distributed to help with COVID recovery. I would also suggest that um, in the future, when community organizations are invited to ask, that the Board of Supervisors look at our population and see that Latinos make up 25.8% of our population and that the Spanish-speaking community and Latinos are invited and have a seat at the table as well. Um, I would also ask for transparency on whether the Board of Supervisors has engaged with the public on where before these funds have been allocated, which was advised. Supervisors briefly considered bringing the item back to consider awarding some of the funds to community organizations. But after being told that requests for internal county government uses for the funds were greater than the availability, Supervisors Ted Williams and Glenn McGordy decided not to revisit their decision to use it for county services. So with that explanation, I withdraw my support. I think it would be disingenuous to invite community groups to present if we know we don't have any funds to award. Well, I would concur. If there's no money, why, why have people apply for something that doesn't exist? The county may use some of the COVID money to bolster the new Consolidated Office of Treasurer, Tax Collector, and Auditor Controller. Shamise Cubison was the only candidate on the ballot, and county council is preparing an ordinance to appoint her to the new position without paying her both salaries. Former Treasurer, Tax Collector Sherry Schatmeyer quit after the board voted 4-1 to with Supervisor John Hashtag dissenting to combine the offices. Second-in-command Julie Forrester's last day is tomorrow. And the outside audit is six months later than usual. Cubison provided a list of reasons for the tardiness, from staffing shortages to COVID to a significant increase in work generated by the receipt of federal funds. The fiscal team with the county executive office prepared the budget this year without the auditor controller's report. Interim CEO Darcy Antle told the board it was because her office did not receive the report until two months after the budgeting process had already started. In an item only related tangentially to the budget, the board voted unanimously to approve an ordinance establishing fees for Public Records Act requests. 
The fees range from simple duplication costs to $150 an hour for an attorney's time to sort out disclosable information from material that is exempt from disclosure. If the amount is expected to be more than $50, the person making the request will get an estimate and be asked to pay a $50 deposit. If the deposit runs out before the request is fulfilled, the requester will be asked for another installment. The fees are weighted, which means they're not designed for full cost recovery. County Counsel Christian Curtis estimated that the county receives 4.7 documents requests per day and that fulfilling them takes 20 to 30 percent of his attorney's time. We've also been seeing an uptick in, I would say, increasingly complex requests. There's a pretty substantial number of requests that we get, for example, that are coming from companies that are doing, say, market research. There's one request that sticks out particularly in my mind where there was an attorney who made a Public Records Act request. This was actually one he made to the state, but we were copied on the correspondence. He indicated that the intent of the request was merely to require the government agency to shuffle around paper. Uh, we actually have... Um, 5% of our requests in the next request software system uh, came from a single requester that was upset about a code enforcement issue. Um, uh, you know, there, there, some of those, those may sort of drop off and we may um, uh, reduce some of the staff time going into some of those. And then some of the other large requests where they are, are needed would, would involve some cost recovery. Zach Sinek of Willits, who operates an email newsletter on Substack, objected to the fees. The California Public Records Act is a powerful tool for citizens and journalists alike. There should be absolutely no ordinances that restrict access to public records by either charging fees or allowing county staff to withhold records behind a request for payment. This ordinance is in direct conflict with item E of the Mendocino County Strategic Plan that states the county shall increase transparency in government operations to build trust with employees, communities, and partners. It's the same for anybody media, private citizen, plain and simple, fees deter access to government records. The board approved the ordinance, which is based on one in L.A. County, and asked county council to bring back a report in six months and another one in a year to see if it saved staff time. For KZYX News, I'm Sarah Wright. For all our local news, with photos and more, visit kzyx.org. You can also subscribe to the KZYX News Podcast, wherever you get your podcasts.